Do not go gentle into that good night. Old age should burn and rave at close of day. Rage, rage against the dying of the light. Though wise men at their end no dark is right, because their words had forked no lightning, they do not go gentle into that good night. Good men the last wave by, crying how bright their frail deeds might have danced in a green bay, rage, rage against the dying of the light. Wild men who caught and sang the sun in flight and learned too late they grieved it on its way. Do not go gentle into that good night. Grave men near death who see with blinding sight blind eyes could blaze like meteors and be gay. Rage, rage against the dying of the light. And you, my father, there on the sad height. Curse, bless me now with your fierce tears, I pray. Do not go gentle into that good night. Rage, rage against the dying of the light. That, of course, is the classic poem, Do Not Go Gentle Into That Good Night, by Dylan Thomas. Is read by famous actor Richard Burton. So I turned 50 this year. Now I don't consider that particularly old, but let's just say the vast majority of my training partners are quite younger than 30. A handful of them are in their 30s, but most of them are, I would say, in their late 20s. I'm considerably older than the folks that I train with. And uh, as we move further and further up the age range, I've noticed fewer and fewer of my cohorts training alongside me. I've only been training jiu-jitsu for, I'd say, a little over four years now. So anything I say pertaining to the sport itself has to be put through that filter. Um, Before that, though, I've done quite a few other sports, uh, such as gymnastics and running and that sort of thing. But nothing has felt quite as good as jujitsu. And if you train, you understand what I mean by this. I mean, like I said, I was a gymnast. I've run marathons, lifted weights, done yoga. I probably will continue to do those things because I like learning new things. But I still go back to just how meaningful my time on the mats has been for me these last four years. It's one of the reasons why I created this podcast. Now, I know that's nothing new to any of you who are listening to this. If you do jujitsu, you know the physical side of it. It's just one part of what makes the sport great. The social and psychological aspects of it is what keeps us coming back. In fact, I think that's the heart of it for me. Honestly, a basic resistance and endurance training program would be a lot less trouble sometimes, but it just wouldn't be the same. After 30 years of adulthood, nothing has come close to capturing the comprehensive benefit of the gentle art. And I started thinking the other day about all my teammates. Most of them, like I said, are in their 20s or 30s. And I keep thinking, man, I don't know if I would have had the emotional stuff to take the beatings I took in those first few years. I still take some pretty good beatings, but as a percentage of my time on the mats, it's gone down a little, thankfully. I like to think jujitsu found me at the right time in my life, and I'm super thankful for that. 
At the same time, I realize that at 49, my age is definitely a factor in how I train, practice, and compete. But then I thought, well, that's an interesting thing to say because people of a certain age tend to say that sort of thing. Faced with a task that's difficult or daunting, we often hear the phrase, well, I'm just getting old, or something to that effect. When do we feel compelled to say that sort of thing? More importantly, why do we feel compelled to say it? I mean, yes, it's factually accurate that you are getting older. But isn't that kind of the idea? I mean, there's only one other option as far as I know. I think there's a deeper psychology behind the I'm just getting older comment that's worth discussing. Like most topics, I could easily fall into the trap of saying something trite like, well, age is just a number, or you're only as old as you think, but that would ignore some of the realities of this process. That's because like most complex topics, labeling the aging process as something bad or good misses out on a lot more nuanced and useful information. Information that could probably lead to more years and more fun on the mats doing what you love. And that's what we're here for. So today I'd like to take a, a look at the aging process, what it takes to make sure we do it in a way that's as healthy as possible. First of all, let's frame what we're talking about when we're talking about aging. Aging can be looked at from a couple of standpoints, chronologically and biologically. We're going to look at both. Chronological age is pretty straightforward. It's simply your age. The changes we see with chronological age are pretty well understood across the board. Genetics probably plays the biggest role here with a slow but steady change in multiple systems. This is why as we get older, we see changes in the nervous system, musculoskeletal system, and even the gastrointestinal system. As you can probably imagine, the changes we see here aren't a lot of fun to talk about because in almost each case, the changes produce all the features of senescence that we don't like to highlight, probably because it shows a conscious awareness of our mortality. And a conscious awareness of our mortality is kind of a heavy lift from a cognitive standpoint. But lifting heavy things isn't something we should ever shy away from. And that includes a physical or existential way. And I encourage you to ponder it from time to time. Otherwise, it can catch you off guard and freak you out. Because it's one of those things in life we just can't control. Now, I'm a fan of checking in with reality as often as possible, which is one of the reasons why I love jujitsu. Biological age is another way of looking at the aging process. And I find it very interesting for a couple of reasons. Biological age takes genetic environmental, and lifestyle factors into account in the aging process. Needless to say, there's a ton of variability here because you can drop the same person into a very different set of circumstances and see a huge difference in their longevity and quality of life. Twin studies are a big part of this kind of research, and one of the most important things for these studies illustrates just how important genetics and lifestyle factors are in determining how long and how well you live. The second reason biological age is interesting is that for the most part, we have a lot of control over the factors that influence it. We get to decide how much physical activity we get. We get to decide whether or not to continue eating like crap. Still smoking? 
It's on you. No blaming daddy or mommy. Sure, growing up in unhealthy environments with a family who didn't eat well or smoked a lot, those things can play a role in whether or not you chose to do those things initially. But eventually, it's on you. And you get to decide if you're going to merge into that lane of your family's narrative or write your own story. Writing your own story isn't easy, uh, but neither is jujitsu. So get after it. The key here is to learn how to gracefully understand and accept the chronological aging process. Yeah, you're getting old, kind of the idea. While at the same time, doing what you can do to optimize the biological aging process. Well, what's the secret? Well, fortunately, there's really no secret to it. I'm going to go over some areas of your life that if you work on them individually or collectively, you'll see a major impact in your quality of life, both on and off the mats. And they say a rising tide raises all boats, and that's a great metaphor for keeping your life balanced on and off the mats. Can you stay healthy and happy in jiu-jitsu while being overweight, smoking, and having unhealthy relationships with friends and family? Sure. Hell, at that point, jiu-jitsu might be the only thing that's holding you together, so keep after it. But if you start chipping away at those other factors, you'll start to see your life on the mats get better, and also your life on earth get better. So the first area for successful aging on and off the mats is in the area of emotional regulation and mental health. I'm not a psychologist, so I'm not going to sit here and tell you how to maximize your mental health, but I will say it's a pretty big deal and tell you to read a book called The Happiness Hypothesis. There's a great quote towards the end of this book, and I'm going to read it here and leave it at that. Height writes, Happiness is not something you can find, acquire, or achieve directly. You have to get the conditions right and then wait. Some of those conditions are within you, such as coherence among the parts and levels of your personality. Other conditions require relationships to things beyond you. Just as plants need sun, water, and good soil to thrive, people need love, work, and a connection to something larger. It's worth striving to get the right relationships between yourself and others, between yourself and your work, and between yourself and something larger than yourself. If you get these relationships right, a sense of purpose and meaning will emerge. End quote. I can't think of any way to say it better than that. But the earlier you get these things in order, the easier it is to maintain. Trust me on this. My 20s and 30s were periods of intense professional development for me, and it paid off in some ways, but it took its toll in other ways. If my nearly 50-year-old self could give advice to my 20-year-old self, and anyway, advice that my 20-year-old self would bother listening to, it would be to keep things balanced between taking care of myself and taking care of my relationships with others. Also, learning to recognize when relationships are salvageable and when it's simply time to cut ties. Put as much thought into those skills as you do your guard retention. It'll pay off. The second area is in your physical performance. This may raise a few eyebrows, but the time that you spend on the mats probably isn't enough to keep your body healthy over an extended period of time. Jiu-Jitsu is a great workout, and there's no denying that. But it's one form of stress 
and our bodies crave variety. This is one of the reasons runners, dancers, gymnasts, basketball players, and athletes of all kinds, those who lift weights and get stronger tend to perform better. You can't go wrong getting strong. Consider adding at least two days a week of basic strength training and even a couple of days of low-stress cardio. You'll greatly improve your performance and longevity on the mats. If you're in your 20s and already doing this, great, keep it up. It's usually in your 30s when your training schedule runs into other commitments like family and work, where you have to start practicing the art of balancing all this stuff out in conjunction with a generally elevated stress level. That's super simple, but it's never easy. So if you're young and spending all of your spare time doing jujitsu or working out, keep in mind that eventually you're going to have to do that within the context of a career or a family. Then the actual challenge isn't going to the gym. It's balancing your needs with the needs of those around you. That's a pretty different skill set. In your 40s and beyond, usually things like family and career are starting to get pretty settled in, and the challenge becomes fitting a few days per week of strength training into your schedule. Do it anyway. Talk to your family. Talk to your coaches. If those relationships are healthy, you'll usually be able to negotiate a good schedule that keeps you healthy, your jiu-jitsu sharper, and your relationships will stay strong. Number three, your medical health. This may sound kind of direct, but none of this jiu-jitsu stuff matters if you're dead or actively dying. The likelihood of you dropping dead from a serious disease is low particularly in your 20s and 30s, but they do climb as you get older. My dad, who's a retired physician, likes to say regarding the odds of getting a catastrophic disease, the odds are 100% if it's you. Regular screening for the really nasty stuff is a great way to stay ahead of the nasty stuff. Again, a trustworthy doctor will guide you here. An untrustworthy doctor will miss things or sign you up for a ton of stuff you don't need. So have a good doctor that you can trust in your camp. How you do that will have to be a discussion for another podcast that's not as straightforward as you might think. This involves a combination of being an active participant in your care, asking good questions, and avoiding the shysters in the alternative medicine and conventional medicine fields. It's great to be on the cutting edge of medical technology, but you never want to be on the bleeding edge. So keep yourself mentally, physically, and medically healthy as possible. These are the tricks to successful aging. Now, are there more elaborate and fancy ways to approach the aging process? Sure. But they're about as high percentage as a flying go-go plata. Just like in jiu-jitsu, success is going to come through mastering the basics, through consistent, thoughtful practice, and learning from the failures that you encounter. Never think the process or make it more complicated than it needs to be. Folks, aging is a fact of life. Don't shy away from it. Take it as a sign that you have a life worth living. Also, don't use it as an excuse to be less than you could be. There's always something you can work on and get better. You'll immediately start seeing benefits from doing these things on and off the mats. And remember, do not go gentle into that good night. Rage. Rage against the dying of the light. Until next time. Stay in the fight. 
I need to finish this episode with what should be an obvious disclaimer that this podcast is for informational purposes only and should not be considered medical advice. Please consult your physician or healthcare provider for ways to handle your specific situation.